Good morning, castmates. This is The Hard Conversations. This is Morgan here with Bibi and Guru, and we are on season two, episode four of the show. We have some good topics for everybody. We have some news, some tea, and some things we think you guys just need to know. Um, so we can start off with just checking how everybody was. I'll start. I went out for the first time in months last night, and um, I remember why I don't go out. because I'm. Where you old. go? I was at, I was at a game night. I, it was just a game night, but there was hookah and liquor, there you go. <laughs> and it was all free, so I did too much. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You was putting them hands on the knees, shaking that ass for joy. <laughs> that, that song played. <laughs> so we did all of these um, like drinking games. So it was charge it to the game where you had to do what the card said or you drank. We did. Uh, musical chairs but it was with the cups instead of the chairs um what else did we do um we did head shoulders knees and toes where like you were facing someone mm-hmm. and you had to do head shoulders knees and toes until they called out the cup then you had to grab it i broke two nails mm, everything damn. yeah no it was fun though it was fun and charge it to the game you could call out rules so you could say stuff like you got to twerk for 30 seconds or you got to take a shot it was fun. Yeah, we did that for uh, Christmas for like the little, it was like my cousin had like gifts, like extra gifts for everybody. And mm-hmm. um, it was like we played that game, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, grab the gift. Whoever got the gift, got the gift. You know what I'm saying? And it was oh, really that's fine. Yeah. What were you up to, Guru? Uh, I really wasn't doing too much. Uh, I've been honestly just hibernating and trying to get all my trips planned out, which I have them all planned out except for one. Um, that's it. Just working on uh, working on building my stream. That's that's really all I've been doing. I need to go outside. I have stoop kid never leaves the stoop right now. So you have all that beautiful weather to enjoy, right? You well, yeah. Soak it up. I ain't complaining. Well, that's it's year round, so that's the good thing. This year round. Anyway. <laughs> um... <laughs> right. So. Baby, what have I, you been up to? I have been working, you know, uh, I've, I've been in the house, but for good reasons. You know, it's actually cold outside. So uh, reasons for me to be in the house. But, Word. you know, just, just uh, working, you know, doing doing the, the podcast prepping and uh, chilling out. I can't really complain. Looking forward to, like David, uh, planning all my trips out, actually getting ready to book my most favorite trip of the year, which is going to be Disney World. So excited about that. Still very excited for you about that. Yes, yes. Oh, who you who you going with? Down here? You coming down here? Yes, I'm going with uh, the family. Uh, Crystal's family, my mom, my dad. Okay, y'all got somebody from Florida? Like, what do you mean? So, uh, Florida residents get a discount if you go for more than, I think, more than two days or one day. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, we got, yeah, we got somebody from Florida. You. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, you're before me. I'm just saying. But, yeah, yeah. If y'all ain't buy the tickets yet, let me know. No, I didn't get them yet. So, I will hit you up when it's time. Um, yeah, yeah. Probably, like, in the next week or so. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to get in into some of the news um we have some updates and some new stuff 
So the International Court of Justice has um, gone over the South Africa case to say that Israel needs to start a ceasefire. Um, they took validity in the case, said that they're taking this very seriously. They ordered that Israel do all it can to prevent death and destruction and acts of genocide in Gaza. But the panel stopped short of ordering an end to the military offense that has laid waste to the Palestinian enclave for about four months now. Um, the court offered little other comfort to Israeli leaders in a genocide case brought by the South, brought by South Africa that goes to the core of one of the world's most irretractable conflicts. Um, but the court's half dozen orders will be difficult to achieve without some sort of ceasefire pause in the fighting. Uh, the president of the court, Joan E. Donahue, said the court is acutely aware of the extent of the human tragedy that is unfolding in the region and is deeply concerned about the continuing loss of human life and suffering. So, again, it seems like the UN has been able to fall short of actually being able to make any um, actual change. Uh, so far, on record, this war has killed more than 26,000 Palestinians um, and driven 85% of its 2.3 million people from their home. Um, this also came on the eve of uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day, which I think Netanyahu used to his advantage. But I think that would have been even, even more poignant if we remembered the Holocaust and stopped a second one from happening. Right. So, you know, just to clear it up, you know, they have ruled that, okay, South Africa's case has validity. However, there was no mention of a ceasefire, which I don't understand that. If the case brought against someone is that people are, are committing genocide, why would a ceasefire not automatically be included in the ruling that the case is valid? It's like, oh, okay, we recognize that there is a genocide going on, but we're not going to stop the genocide from taking place. Make that make sense. They also said that the ruling was an interim ruling and it could take years for the court to consider everything that South Africa submitted on genocide allegations. And we all know Palestine and the Gaza Strip does not have that long. Well, my thing is, even if it was to be found like to be true or whatever, what's stopping? Are, are we going to like just jump in it at that point? Because we all know Israel, uh, well, Netanyahu made it very clear I don't give a fuck what anybody else say. We taking these, we taking these niggas out. Like, the fuck what y'all think this is. So, are we gonna like physically stop them, or well, we're just gonna do the whole sanction thing? And listen, let's be clear. Netanyahu's balls are only as big as America allows them to be. And for anybody in this world to act like America is not the driving force. And the final say in this war, you, you're, you got to be living under a rock. You have no weapons. You have no money. You can't do it all by yourself. You haven't been able to do it all by yourself. And it's, I believe it's true. Um, I was watching a video. Someone said it. And, it, you know, it's like, you know, we, we got to be real about it. The world has to be real about it. And the world has to keep their necks on America to say, hey, enough is enough. 
because if we say stop, you have no choice but to stop because then we're going to have to now now you're talking UN uh, states where we'll have to get people involved. But we're we're the ones who are stopping this from happening. We're the ones who are letting the genocide take place. We're the big bad bully. I do believe we're a really important part of this. Because if we hadn't backed them, I don't think they could have gotten away with this much. But now, not only are we backing them, we're stopping from anybody aiding Palestine. And it's not fair. Yeah. They did say that uh, Israel often boycotts any international tribunals and UN investigations because they believe they're unfair and biased. But this time, they actually took the steps of sending a legal team to this court hearing as a sign of how seriously they're regarding the case. And they are uh, vehemently denying a genocide. They're like, "This is that's not true. And we're not stopping any aid. What do you mean? We're not stopping any aid. Meanwhile, you're looking all over social media and they are literally stand. There's Israelis standing in front of trucks trying to get humanitarian aid to Gaza. Yeah. They're facing starvation and facing. I don't know if, the, if that's the right verb because we've been talking about starvation for them since December. Right. They're sorry. Um, one quarter of the Gaza population is uh, facing starvation and they're, the UN is concerned about even more people dying from disease and malnutrition. They cut their water off in like November. So well, We've been bombing their hospitals. So Yeah, they've been at that point for a minute. Yeah. They had that, what, four-day ceasefire where mm-hmm. they were able to get aid in. I'm yeah. sure all of those supplies have run out by now. They're already there. Yeah. And the excuses of the Israelis is, oh, well, we had hostages that were taken on October 7th. <laughs> all the all these Israelis could do is go back to October 7th. That's it. Well, what about our hostages that are, that are there from October 7th? Well, what about Netanyahu, your leader, saying, fuck your hostages. Yeah. Everything's got to go. What about that? Why are you not protesting him? You protesting humanitarian aid. I mean, my question is, and I'd be curious to hear from anybody that listens, or I'll do some research on this. What is it actually? What is the political climate to free speech actually like in Israel? Because I can't believe that every Israeli citizen is on board with this, but I don't know if they have the freedom to speak back because I have a feeling that they're a little bit more like a dictatorship regime than they'd like to admit. Because this is kind of crazy, but I'm I'm curious if we have any any listeners that can speak on that. You can go anonymous. I just want to know: can you can you challenge Netanyahu in public, on air, publicly? Yep. Send it to the hard conversations for at gmail.com. Let us know what you know. Well, uh, speaking of uh, dictators, because um, that's to me exactly what <laughs> Netanyahu is. Apparently, <laughs> Kim Jong-un is bugging out, too. Um, so North Korea has had a lot of suspicious activity going on beyond their borders. Um, as many of us already know, North Korea and South Korea have separated quite some time ago. Um, 
it, I believe in the in the fifties they actually split up. But in the past two weeks, North Korea has made several alarming moves. It's warned of a possible war with South Korea. It rejected its decades-long ideology of unification with the South. It's been supplying Russia with missiles for uh, Kremlin's war in Ukraine. Um, and it's been using threatening rhetoric and aggression as a means to make demands on the world stage. Uh, South Koreans are very concerned that North Korea is about to declare war. Kim Jong-un kind of has kept to himself, but they have been testing missiles um, in airspace that is not safe for South Korea. Um, and basically up until now, they've spent their time just making sure that they were considered a nation that was worthy of respect, especially with the U.S. and making sure that everyone knew that they weren't starting anything and they weren't starting any trouble. But all of a sudden, all of this activity is happening at once. Uh, and then sending missiles to the war in Ukraine is a very clear message for me. But South Korea is boosting up their military presence. If you if you don't know, South Korea requires a draft from all of their citizens. I believe somewhere between the ages of 18 to 25, you have to serve in the military. And they've been prepared for this since they separated from North Korea because they knew at some point North Korea was coming back. And they needed to make sure that they had the military presence to be able to fight them. But North Korea asking for South Korea back is, could, could be some big trouble for everybody. Well, it's definitely no way, unless they're going to let Kim Jong-un take over everything, there's it, no way I see this happening. Uh, they definitely not, they, they definitely don't see eye to eye. Uh, honestly, I guess Kim Jong-un could use this as a, I don't know. He definitely don't want to take over. I don't see him changing changing any any rules that he has. It's like it's perfect for him. So why why would he, right? So all of this air this air uh breaching and all this missile launching and stuff, it kind of makes sense now, um, knowing that they want to rejoin, as they call it, South Korea. And this is going to be a world war if something yep. like that takes place because North Korea is fully backed, I'm pretty sure, by Russia. Uh, I'm, I'm sure China, I, I don't I, I think China would be on North Korea's side with this one uh, in the sense that, hey, who cares, you know? And uh, yeah, if they're given supplies for the war in Russia, the, it seems like they already made a little bit of an alliance. Right. And it sounds like North Korea has spent a lot of time trying to show the U.S. that they don't want any trouble. And they believe that now, since they're giving up this facade, that they don't feel like the U.S. can be of any further use to them. Um, this is partially why we were in the Korean War in the 50s, uh, because we helped with that, that split. So it's very concerning that they don't care. And it absolutely will be a world war uh, because we'd have to start fighting for our allies. But I, we've talked about this before. The timing of all of this happening at the same time does not seem like a coincidence to me. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's all a, it's all a buildup, right? So if you look at it, right, we can, we're, we're seeing like the remnants. So I feel like everything's going to go in order. So it's like... We can we can see the 
well, it's def I wouldn't say it's dying down, but you still got the Ukraine war that's uh it's still kind of floating around possible peak. Uh then you see you start seeing like the the embers of like some new stuff. Uh and then like obviously with North Korea and uh South Korea, you can see like, okay, this could definitely escalate in the next couple of years type thing. So stuff to like that's getting lined up basically. Yeah, but I still think it's just sad what we what you know we what they choose to talk about and choose to bring to your attention and choose not to because there's been wars against uh African nations and uh East Asian nations for a, a very long time. And uh nobody's been saying anything about it. Nope. It's not really in the news. Um I feel like I've learned so much more about world politics on this podcast than I have from the news. Absolutely. Oh, I, I actually have learned. And it's crazy because David knows that I listen to The Daily every day. Like, I listen to the, their stories and stuff. But since the podcast and since the wars, especially this war with Palestine, um, I, I listen to The Daily and, like, when it really shows me how prejudice even they are um and that and that's basically mm -hmm. the new york times podcast and i and it's crazy because like to listen to and i used to listen to them and be like oh, okay they're giving you the most legit the most real and it's not you know it, it's not prejudice there's no one side but it's just that those were topics that i never actually did any research on mm -hmm. to know whether or not they were one-sided you know being in this podcast I've done so much research that I can pick it out. And I actually, I've listened to probably like three or four episodes since then, because I know that I'll stop listening to them. And I'm like, okay, I know you're already giving me something biased. You're not even giving me the whole story. Mm -hmm. I hear, I hear the bias in the way you're saying what you're saying. So I'm done listening, you know, and it's, it's just sad. Cause it's, <sighs> it's almost nothing trustworthy nowadays. No, you really have to, you have to pull up, multiple sources to kind of find like that crossover of the truth yeah and i'm now i'm just thinking we're going into an election year if a world war breaks out who is going to be the leader of this country because both of the top candidates right now scares me absolutely you already know who's gonna be on them them nuclear buttons boy well th this is the thing they repeated in the article that I read over and over that North Korea does not have the military power of South Korea or of the U.S. who backs South Korea, but they have a, a large enough lethal nuclear stockpile that they could still do a lot of damage. And we know that they would not come in fighting by themselves. Right. Um, Japan has been real quiet since we nuked them, but they didn't forget about that. Oh, they didn't forget. So if Asia gets into trouble, we know all of the big players are going to jump in and we're going to have to jump in. If Ukraine's war starts spilling out beyond Ukraine's borders and we hit some NATO states, some NATO uh, countries, we're going to have to jump in. However, this Israel Hamas thing plays out. If some of these other Middle Eastern countries decide to make a serious effort to jump in, everybody's got to jump in. So there's like a lot of hot spots right now. Absolutely. That's why I, I keep saying, I keep saying it all over. I'm scared because there's a lot going on and it's just, uh, 
like we're right at the borderline. It's just somebody, somebody's just got to do one little push, mm-hmm. and uh, all hell breaks loose. <sighs> so good luck, and yeah, I, you see all these uh, these stars are prepping with these uh, underground bunkers. I was just about to say the Virgo in me is telling me I got to get my emergency pack ready again. Because you know. remember when we thought that Kim Jong Un had died in 2019 and then COVID started. Yes. And I was like, oh, maybe I need, you know, that big bucket of like emergency food in Walmart. And I was like, I'm doing too much. (laughs) I just need to be prepared. I feel like we're back in that spot. (laughs) We thought that the world war was going to be Korea. It was actually COVID. Right. Right. (laughs) Ooh, the triggers. The triggers. triggers. Yes. Was it COVID or was it Trump? It was, it was, well, well, we had already gotten Trump in. Right. That might have been the seed. He was, Trump was our president. Wasn't 2019 the year that Kobe died? Mm -hmm. Kobe died. And I remember Kim Jong-un got sick and disappeared. And we were like, whoa, 2019 is wiping us out. Like 2020 has got to be our comeback year. It's a new election, blah, blah, blah. And boom, Kobe was like, get your ass in the house. Ah. You aren't going anywhere. Now you see why this nigga was sick. <laughs> you all about to be sick. You all sick. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Whew. So on to some coonery. This is some coonery. Former GOP presidential candidate and South Carolina Senator Tim Scott uh, endorsed Donald Trump on Friday in New Hampshire. And the endorsement was kind of a blow to his fellow South Carolinian, uh, South Carolinian or Carolinian uh, Nikki Haley, who appointed him to the Senate seat in 2012. Very, very interesting. Um, I do want to play the video for that. And she found out these hoes ain't loyal. Uh-uh. Oh, I just watched the video. Oh, he is a coon to the max. South Carolina, where we've done. Re- really well, where I've done well. We have a great governor and lieutenant governor and great everything, because almost every one of them have endorsed me. Two great senators, which is hard. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? And think of it, appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a great politician. Woo! I've I've never seen such horrible or heard such horrible coonery. Yo, I love yo Big T. Yo, he kept it a hundred. He's like he really did. He's like, see, that's why he a good politician because I know you lying to my face, but it's the same. <laughs> And then he goes on, he goes on to give this speech, you know, where he's like, we need Donald Trump. We need this. And, you know, and it's just crazy. He's like, oh, and and, and he says during the speech, we need someone who's going to protect your Social Security and my Mm. mother's Social Security. Bitch, your mother is black. Donald Trump don't give a shit about you or your mother. Sure. Unless she's one of the 1%, he sure does not. You are the token. You are the token black dude who is supposed to get the other black people to vote for him. And 
you are what they call a driver. And it's interesting. We have a, vi uh, a, a video that, that explains what a driver is. It's especially for you. It's especially made for you. Uh-oh. I just love you. No, that's... A driver was an enslaved black person appointed by an owner to maintain discipline and supervise the cultivation of crops on the plantation. Typically drawn from the ranks of the most experienced hands, a driver was usually an older enslaved black man with a well-established reputation for obedience and due diligence. On large plantations, a slave driver functioned as an assistant to the overseer. In this role, he helped direct the activities of field hands and administer punishments to enslaved black folks who refused to work. Because drivers enjoyed the confidence and trust of the master, they occupied a relatively privileged status on the plantation. So pretty much, Tim, you are the one who sits in the house. Better yet, to give you a reference, you're the guy, you're Samuel Jackson and Django. No. That is the perfect description of you, you coon motherfucker. But anyway, what oh do you God. guys think about that taking place, you know, before I go in further? I mean, it's like so. I mean, he did the he did the right move. He did the only move that he can make, right? Because it's like that was you, the only move you can make. I mean, so it's either you're against Trump or you with Trump, and you know <laughs> what I'm saying. And obviously, Trump going to win this shit. Nikki just she bullshitting right now. So, do you want to? You know what I'm saying? Do you want to be against this dude who you know who you know takes names and is spiteful, is petty as fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And go, I'm going to go give my endorsement to I, the chick that she did hook me up. But if I do this, I'm basically screwing myself for the next, like, four years this dude become president. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... I like have he to said, politically, that. he did the right move. And that even Trump said that. He said, you ain't stupid. He's like, you, he's like, you know she endorsed, uh, she appointed you and all this shit. But you're not stupid. That's why you're a good politician. Basically what he said. I agree with that. I mean, loyalty would have said that he should have been, he should have had some kind of loyalty to Nikki Haley, but he knows she's not going to win. And he's pretty much throwing himself out there for Trump to protect him. So even getting himself a seat. I was just about to say, potentially end up somewhere, getting a bit of a promotion. Um, but honestly, his, that little speech made me think we might need to come up with some sound bites for shucking and jiving because oh my god, like <laughs> wow. Um, I just love you. Ooh. Um, but I do agree that politically at this point he's just trying to make sure that he stays safe and kind of nestle himself a spot. That was oof. Well, he is receiving a lot of black a backlash for his speech. Um, and get this, he cries racism over the mockery of his Trump endorsement. And during the MSNBC uh, New, New Hampshire coverage, Joy Reid, my girl, I love her, she noted that Trump was using his victory speech to humiliate people like Tim Scott. And even Reverend Al Sharpton essentially said much of the same things um, on The Morning Joe. Um, he said it was humiliating to watch what uh, Tim dot. 
Tim Scott did as a sitting senator. Now, on Sean Hannity's show on Thursday night, uh, Scott lashed out at liberals who've been mocking his pro-Trump performance, calling him vile and disgusting and claiming the most racist people in the country are liberals. Uh, he said they're trying to make sure that any other minority who will think for themselves and consider the GOP, they want to send a message to every single one of them. Step out of line and we'll attack you too, Scott says. And that's just interesting because we know you're getting in line for Trump. So you're you're displaying everything that happens in the Republican Party in the conservative world and you're putting it back onto liberals. You guys are really good for that. And it's funny because Trump is the man who denounced largely black countries as shitholes. He accused black cities of being squalid and rife with voter fraud. He attacked civil rights figures. He advocated for police violence. He vowed to shield police from accountability and wrongdoing. So, you know, first thing he did was, again, attack black countries and stuff, black cities. Tim Scott, you're black. I don't know if you realize it. I'm glad you said that because I was trying to get a picture of his family. Because <laughs> I was like, this man does not seem to be rooted in black reality. And I saw that he just announced his engagement um, to Miss Mindy Nose. We went um, who is uh, a white woman. Because I was really curious if he was carrying on life with a black family acting like this, but he's been a bachelor for quite some time. She's an interior decorator and they, they met at church. So I don't really think Tim Scott is around any black people to remember that he's black. He's in the sunken place. He's definitely in the sunken place. And I don't say that because he's dating a white woman. There are plenty, there, there are plenty of woke white women. I know she ain't it though. Insert Dr. Umar quote. Oof. Oof. He doesn't know. Okay, so my question is really quickly before we move on, how do we do we do we say, okay, fuck that nigga. He's lost. Let him burn or do whatever. <laughs> or do we keep trying to bring him back over and wake his nigga up? Like, what do we do? <sighs> Well, no, because he's not the only one. You got you got Herschel Walker. You got right, right. So, do we go after them? Do we say no, no, no? They're still our brother. You know, we gotta wake them up somehow. We gotta teach them the the the, the era of their ways. Because it's a difference between being conservative. I've seen conservatives be conservative and not be coons. It's nah, a difference. They lost. They lost until they until it gets smacked in their face. Until the white man tell us tells them. It ain't changing, so it's nothing we could do. Let them go. They so make cool. careers out of getting to this place. There's no saving them. The, sad. the sad part is we gotta stop. We gotta stop potential young black people from becoming them. And I right. and I I bring this up again <clears throat> in in conjunction with some of our past episodes where we talked about the importance of black community um i think that if these people had grown up with the importance of black community being made prevalent to them they would not have ended up like this because like you said there are black conservatives that are not shucking and jiving 
that's just their politics. <clears throat> I don't agree, <clears throat> but this is excessive. I mean, right. even Nikki Haley had, <laughs> had some brown friends, what she said. She's like, I, I have black friends. I'm brown. White I'm brown girl. Self. Oh, and this also came up that all of a sudden he has a, a fiance when his when his bachelorhood has been the subject of much scrutiny during his presidential run in his uh, Senate career. I mean, yeah, I feel like we've all watched enough political TV shows to know, you know what I'm saying? You got to look good in the public and, you know what I'm saying? Well, he said, one of the things I love about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that it points us in the, always points us in the right direction. Proverbs 18, 22 says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So can we just pray together for me? Well, Castmates, let's give a prayer for Tim Scott that he gets out of the sunken place. Mm. Amen. Oh, I gotta okay. shake that juju off. Mm. What's your, what's your what's your dude's name, um, David? Your favorite guy in the world? Well, listen, that's what I'm saying. Like Tim Scott, know what he's doing because he got to be under the big T umbrella. Oh, gosh. I said we were trying to shake this juju. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of big T, federal court. A jury awarded a total of $83.3 million in damages to E. Jane Carroll for defamatory comments that Donald Trump made about her as president in 2019. And it was remarks attacking her character that kicked off the years of threats and harassment for the president's supporters or from the president's supporters. Most of the award involves $65 million in punitive damages um, after juries concluded that Trump acted spitefully and wantonly toward Carol after she accused him of sexually assaulting her in the 1990s. The jury also awarded a combined $18.3 million in compensatory damages. In May, a civil jury in New York found that Trump sexually abused and defamed Carol and awarded her a combined $5 million in damages, a finding that he, of course, has appealed. Um, he said that he will appeal the latest verdict as well. So, so she sued, and he was actually convicted. And we're in the appeal process right now. Of the first one, right? She sued him for sexual abuse in the 1990s. Then she, she then she sued him because when he was president, he said some shit about her, like, I think grabbing him by the pussy. I think that was a reference to oh, her. Oh, boy. And um, those remarks, like, after, after talking about her, she started getting harassed. She couldn't get a job. Like, it was really bad. So two different trials. She just got awarded the $83 million for the defamatory comments and he's gonna appeal that too of course he ain't paying that but i mean it's like listen he 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 talked a lot of shit so this case was this case was easy as hell because it's like all right you really can't deny that you was talking shit about this chick the whole time so like he was gonna lose that either any way you look at it uh, but so what's the point you know, of the he's appeal? Pull another Giuliani. He's not gonna go bankrupt, but he's not gonna he's not gonna pay that. He's not paying that eighty three mil. She gonna get. She might get a low cut, but she ain't getting no eighty three mil. I promise you that. I mean, why? Why? Um, 
why are presidents allowed or presidential candidates allowed to run for the highest seat in the country when they've been convicted of sexual harassment? Exactly. And no one cares. Is is there's no there's no law that says there's no rule against it. Yeah. But that's kind of crazy. I mean, what are are we shouldn't we have been working on some of that since he won the first time? Like, let's so what the fuck was the point again. of scandal? What was the point of the show scandal? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really trying to understand here. It was for entertainment purposes. Why do people step down from like big positions when they could just do what the fuck they want anyway? I mean, Trump shows it. They have some kind of sense of integrity and they didn't blackmail everybody that put them in power and control the Supreme Court. Yeah. Because that's how he's been getting away with this. He, he, he controls the Supreme Court now. He's blackmailed his party so that they vote for anything that he says. And it's not that people don't know that he's crazy. It's just that he controls enough of them that when people try and do something about it, they can't make any progress. Exactly. This dude is. Um, he really sounds like Hitler. He's a, I can't. He's I can't even say what I want to say because he might be the next president of the United States. So I'm gonna just leave it at that. Yeah, Listen, legit mobster, you know, He going. Yes. Oh, be careful. That is President Trump. <laughs> no, I don't want to accept that. <laughs> Listen, our our other option is this old ass motherfucker who can't even say men and women of the United States. Oh. Did you see that shit? He said United States. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. B12 isn't doing enough for him anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And listen, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils, which I don't even know which one is which, but I know that I don't want to vote for Donald Trump. Let me put it that way. Agreed. However, I'm not endorsing that clown individual that the, and i'm not endorsing the republican i mean the democratic party i can't do it because if you if if that's the clown you want to go with you you clowns too i can't <laughs> i can't deal with it i mean i would like to again invite donald trump to discuss no payroll taxes um <laughs> i know i know there would be catastrophic effects somewhere down the line absolutely <laughs> and talk about talk about inflation talk about <laughs> we're paying the inflation is so bad now because we're still paying that two thousand dollars back you're right. You're right. <laughs> okay so and we still haven't recovered so now you talk about taking away taxes oh we'll, we'll be we'll never recover and social security will be gone Oh, Social Security will definitely be gone. I really think that millennials need to be prepared to not have Social Security in their life. Listen, get you a job. I'm I'm trying to tell you. Get you a Roth IRA. Get you a pension. If you don't have it and you are in a union job, get the union to give you a pension. If you're not in the union job, come together and get the pension. You got to get money somehow and you got to get your employers to pay for it. I agree. I don't think enough of us take 401ks and 403bs and Roth IRAs and retirement plans seriously. We don't. But when we're the age that make it our our what is our life expectancy now? It's gone up. Uh, I think Nikki Haley taught us that. Uh, <laughs> we because she said we can afford to retire at 70 now. All of us who are burnt out now in our <laughs> 30s, when you make your way to your 60s, 
and Social Security disappeared and you weren't taking your retirement seriously, you're going to be mad that you still have to work. Because mm-hmm. what I don't I don't even know what generation our kids are going to be. But if they anything like Gen Z, we certainly can't rely on them. Let me stop. Shout out <laughs> to all the Gen Z castmates. Um, <laughs> we, we love you. We love you. <laughs> we just can't we we're on our own. Shoot, listen, I need a I need a Red Bull right now. Oh. You know, it gives you wings. Or wait, or does it? Well, see, that has always been the energy drink slogan for nearly two decades. But now the company has agreed to pay out more than 13 million after Ooh. settling a US class action lawsuit that accused Red Bull of making false and misleading advertising claims. Red Bull does not, in turn, uh, give you wings, even in a figurative sense. Uh, Red Bull says in its marketing that the drink can improve concentration and reaction speed. But the plaintiff in the case uh, said these claims were false and lacked scientific support. While the suit did, while the suit did not uh, allege that plaintiffs were disappointed that they didn't suddenly sprout wings, it does say that Red Bull relies a lot on terms of wings and boosts to give consumers the impression that the drink gives them some sort of physical lift or enhancement. Uh, if the proposed settlement is passed uh, by the U.S. District Court of uh, Southern District of New York, where a hearing will take place, uh, Red, Bull will, Red Bull will be required to pay $6.5 million into a settlement fund within a week. Uh, the settlement says Red Bull will reimburse customers disappointed that energy drink has not lived up to their expectation with either a check for $10 or a voucher for $15 worth of Red Bull products. Excuse me? <laughs> this could prove costly as the class action suit covers the millions of people who have brought a uh, at least one can of Red Bull over the past 10 years. So I get a check. I mean, you have to sign up for it, but yeah, you'll you'll get it. You can get a check. I mean, I'll take it because that that fifteen dollars will cover a whole little little thing of Red Bull. <laughs> Not bad. The, the little four can, the little four pack. Um, I think it's interesting that people brought this uh, lawsuit together, and it actually has to be honored because yep. everybody everybody in this world knows you ain't getting no goddamn wings. I mean, but remember when we first saw this as kids, we was like, yo, this this the soda we want to drink right here. Little no, no David. At no point did I think <laughs> that I would get wings from that stupid ass commercial. Oh. Definitely the first time I definitely thought I was gonna hopefully get some wings. But... It did make you try it though. Exactly. And it oh. and it does work. Shout out to everybody who drinks whale sperm. Oh hey, yo. You do. Wow. I think I need to start coming up with some stuff I need to sue somebody for. <laughs> right. This reminds me of the lady who sued at McDonald's and won like yes. $10 million. Dollars yes. Like the, oh, this coffee, coffee was mm-hmm. hot. Mm-hmm. And now they have to put caution hot on every, um, every everything they have that's hot. She really did change history there. I would like to say that I just recently heard that apparently that coffee was so scalding hot 
that when it dripped into her lap, it actually melted her labia clothes. Yes. So that co- I don't know. <laughs> I always used to think that story was r- ridiculous until I heard that. And then I was like, why was the coffee that hot? Yeah. She had to have surgery to open her lips back up. That's crazy. That is crazy. That was a little bit too hot. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Coffee in your lap should just be a little first degree burn. Yeah. But this does sound like it's up there in those list of things. Well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. wondering if that if they're gonna have to change their uh, motto now. Well, I. Uh, maybe they might have to. Honestly, I don't know if you can like re. You know what I'm saying? Re re refile the lawsuit against him because of it. They might change it, but I don't know. If they win, they might. Did you guys hear about? Um, do you remember Sierra Mist? Yeah. It's not called Sierra Mist anymore because some random girl in college bought the rights for it because Pepsi forgot to do that part. That's hilarious. And they had to rebrand the whole thing to like Starry. Mm. Starry something. That's why it changed in all the restaurants. They never branded it. Had no idea that's where Starry came from. Yeah. So, I mean, big companies can get caught slacking. I mean, if you want to go for it, you can look at a. Oh, I don't know where this documentary is at right now, but it's called Where's My Jet? Uh, It's about this. Uh, Pepsi commercial that uh, and we saw as kids as well. That was like, uh, if you collect enough Pepsi points, you can get you can get a a legit like fighter jet. And a kid actually did it, so he actually had to sue Pepsi for his fighter jet. Oh wow, they didn't want to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, they need so, to stop saying things. What size was this fighter jet? No, this is a this is a legit actual fighter. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, they didn't I'm think anybody saying. would do it. it was, yeah, exactly. That's that's what the thinking was. It was all in the. It was in the commercial and everything. I'm about to go. Uh, you know, do some research. I'm not researching. Word, enough. word. <laughs> Remember, we were collecting like the, the the paper, the tops to the cereal, and we were just trying to get a pizza party. <laughs> right. Okay. And this girl was sitting there saying, "Sierra Miss." Yeah, I love me. <laughs> I love me some Sierra Mist. Let me look up who got the rights to Sierra Mist. Nobody got the rights to Sierra Mist. That shit probably cost a that shit probably cost a hundred dollars. Great. It was so mad. I know somebody at Pepsi got fired. I know Pepsi had to um had to come up off a few million for a few months before that lawsuit went through. Yep, they had to shut that down with the quickness. That bitch got paid. She got paid with the quickness. That's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who is smarter than these industries. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, and also shout out to these kids that think outside the box because that's not where my head was at. Um, so moving along to our uh our celebrity panel. Um, so many of you may or may not have heard Megan dropped. Her new single called Hiss on Friday. Um, there's no chorus. It's just her going in on everybody for a good two or three minutes. I owe you and- motherfuckers nothing. <laughs> he said. <laughs> 2024 is the year of exposure. Yo, for, yo, for real. Um, 
apparently she's sick of hearing her name in the same sentence as Tori. Um, and she had a, a couple of things to get off her chest, but she seems to have triggered uh, one of our other female rap greats, Nikki, who just can't not take the bait. Um, Megan went in on a couple of things. Uh, she she um, made a couple of comments uh, that that people are trying to unpack now. Uh, like she said, I can never get judged by a bitch that was dancing, making R. Kelly go viral. People think that's about Tasha Kay. Um, she said, um, uh, I feel like Mariah Carey got these niggas so obsessed. My pussy so famous might get managed by Kris Jenner next. Um, she just came out swinging. Yes. And Nikki was mad. Um, I'm trying mad. to find, <laughs> I'm trying to find the line that pissed off Nikki. Uh, wow. Here, is this yep, it? Ahead, okay, here ahead. we go. These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes be mad at Megan's Law, Ooh. which seemed like it was a direct hit at Nikki's husband, uh, who is a convicted sex offender. Um, they're old charges, but they were charges that stuck to him. And Nikki took that real personal and got to Twitter and started going off. Um, now, I've been trying to figure out what the beef actually was, because at one point, we remember Nikki and Megan Thee Stallion had a song together called Hot Girl Summer. They were in pictures together. They seemed like life was going well. And at some point, it, something went south. Um, yeah, Megan and decided so, to work with Cardi B. So, yeah, it seems like that's that's honestly, I think that's the real reason, um, because Nikki's petty. And uh, they now have this article is saying it ignited a, a fan war on social media. And I would just also like to say that Megan has made no comment. She dropped her, her single and is letting the streams speak for themselves and line her pockets yes. while Nikki was in her house, losing her mind. Um, yes. And Still coked out. She, she, I, she has to be, she yeah. has to be because yeah. she told Nikki uh, that she needed to get on her big foot, good foot, which was petty as hell. Um, and she um, called that called her husband's allegate not allegations those were his convictions. Yes, thirty year old T. Um, a, a girl was a, there was a victim here, and I wouldn't I wouldn't call that T. Um, but Nikki apparently is bringing up that when her and Me- Megan hung out, that Megan you know how Megan does her douce shots and she pours it down 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 her girl's throats. Uh, Nikki was trying to get pregnant. And she said that Megan pretty much told her, like, are you trying to keep it? You could just go down to the clinic and handle that. And Nikki took that personal. Um, and and the Cardi B thing. And honestly, Nikki wasn't I like fucking it. pregnant at the time. No, she wasn't. She was like, she knew I was trying to get pregnant. And I'm like, well, were you, though? Because if you like, weren't, it seemed like you were at the club with Megan, who we all know be drinking. And it's a hot girl. And she said it. Yes. We all knew that. So I don't know. I just think that Nikki is now just going low, saying y'all want to bring up family members, lying on your dead mother, lied to Gail, lied on your effing best friend man, told me to drink and go to the clinic um, if I was pregnant. And it's 2024. It's okay to say, are you keeping a baby? Here's the reason why Megan won with his. Like you said, Megan didn't even say anything. She just dropped her song. Right, there was a slight little bit of 
um, advertisement for it, you know, prior to it coming out. But Nicki Minaj, congratulations. No, congratulations to Megan Thee Stallion because Nicki Minaj, who's supposed to be the queen of rap, is single-handedly, single-handedly promoting your new song for you. Okay? Absolutely. She's so bothered that she's been responding for at least 48 hours. Yep. And why? Again, you've already been deemed the queen of rap. You're putting out all your accolades in response to another rapper who really isn't even supposed to be on your level. Girl, this looks bad. You already responded before you even dropped the song. You have like an eight-hour, eight-line bar, right, in, in, in order to respond to her. You were so coked up <laughs> that you mm. couldn't even allow yourself to finish the goddamn this song. You had to drop it already. You got to lay off the drugs. It's really looking bad for you. And thinking that you're doing something by talking about that girl's mother, that was trash. You mad at her because you're a man like kids? I can't, you cannot be serious. Don't be mad at Megan for just talking about the law. Like the, the law was literally made for him. I mean, it was. But Megan did say a hit dog gonna holla. And baby, you about loud as a banshee. Yeah, it was the it was the four page tweet that Nikki typed up, probably in her bed, mad somewhere, where she felt the need to list off her accomplishments, which What's I the- think proved you're killing the game. But then why did you need to comment on that? Because I feel like if you really queen of the game, then you don't need to go out there and defend yourself like this. Exactly. And I'm I'm not I'm I, I like Nikki. I do like Nikki. But I'm starting to see there's a common denominator here. And it seems like anybody that she feels threatened by, she all of a sudden has beef with. And she always has to be hanging out with the new rappers because she doesn't have any old rapper friends. Um, And and, and she's got beef because Megan did a song with Cardi. Um, But I see she didn't say squat about Beyonce doing a song with Megan. So... She picks her battles. Yeah, you, you, oh, well, you know better now. Come that, on. Now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking you about the queen. Relevant. And she needs to take a, a, a page out of Beyonce's book and be quiet and let your fans do the work. Exactly. And, I, and you know, it's crazy because Nikki has really lost some barbs. Yeah. Because barbs she's so are petty. It's an embarrassment. Isn't her husband's last name Petty? No, but they were saying, "Yo, the the funniest, the funniest part about all this was people saying, yo, Nikki, you're you got to slow down because you're responding in a way that soon you and your husband not gonna be able to be in the same house together.' Like yeah. it, they were saying, you look that childish. <laughs> they, would have to separ- they would have to separate Ooh. you and your husband. Oh shoot! Oh shoot! Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's hilarious oh. to me. I'm sorry. No, I didn't even realize Nikki tried to rationalize it and said something like they're trying to fight the the lifelong um restrictions he has because it really means that he can never drop off his child or pick up his child from school. And I'm like, y'all better be glad he's out. Oh, I bro. think that you not being able to be in children's areas is the least of your problems. Um but I, I don't mm. Nikki might be in a different sunken place. Yeah, she's in a petty, immature sunken place. Yeah, yeah, too. Facts. 
But listen, Buck, I don't be waiting for the phone call. I'm surprised you ain't messaged me yet, but I told you Megan was going to come back swinging. And this is a great way to do it. Yo. A lot of people questioning how she's going to like bounce back from the whole Tory case and all of this. And this is, this is a great way to, she, she creating, she's, yeah, she's creating a lot of buzz right now. And, she, and if she can really like take out Nikki, like that'll really put her really on the map at that point. This is also the second release from her independent album because she's an independent artist now. And this music video was released off of her production company. So mm-hmm. Nikki took her time with her with her good foot. I mean, uh, Megan took her time with her good foot and put in some productive work. Ah, brava, brava! You really did that, girl. And listen, she's still going to today. She is still going. What was the latest thing she said? Hold on, because I have it here. Because I'm just petty. Just as I'm just as petty as Nicki Minaj is. <laughs> just as petty as you are. <laughs> so you know, of course, I'm going to talk about you like a dog, because you're acting like a dog. <laughs> I pet that dog. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nicki Minaj is saying today, you scary ass, pussy ass, broke ass hoe. (laughs) Scared of me putting the song out, but trying to spar with the motherfucking queen. Lie on your dead. It's just, it's just sad. Like, girl, you look worse and worse day by day. She does. She needs to stop. She needs to stop. Somebody needs to turn Nikki's internet off before this gets worse. Because people would people would welcome a diss track from Nikki. That's people live for drama. It would have been the way to respond. Yes. Just drop the diss track. Stay off social media. And why are you so bothered by people who are they, yes, they're in the same lane as you, but you you paved the lane. You're at the top of the lane. Yeah. You're they have to follow you. Yeah. Why and it doesn't seem back? like Megan had beef. Megan did not have beef with Nikki. Nikki made beef with Megan. Yes. Nikki I don't know. Was out here trying to really just be, she was really trying to like solve the beef. Like, yeah. listen, we we all like bad bitches. Let's just be bad bitches together. Yes. Yes. But meanwhile, Nikki was out here throwing shoes at Cardi at the Met. Yo, In a ball gown. She had Stop. to be high. You had to be coked up that day. Nikki, get it, it together, please. Rep- represent the genre better. Absolutely. Just take, you know, do Queen Mother. Do it like Queen Mother. Please, because okay. she is. But this whole, like, the Queen thing, Queens do not go on the battlefield to defend themselves. Right, right. I, I meant Queen Mother Beyonce. But yeah, you, you are another Queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you know, yeah. You know, but in your own right, you are a queen. But, like, you need to go to the house of the actual queen mother and, like, have a sit-down. Yes. And ask her how she made a billion dollars, you know, off of saying nothing while her husband got thrashed in an elevator yo, by her yo, sister. Yeah, don't, don't get me started. Yeah. B, help out, Nikki. <laughs> help her out. What's she at? 800 mil now? Girl, go oh. and sit down with the queen. and she Never has to defend herself. She'll teach you what it's like, okay? Talk to but... Kiki. Make a t-shirt. Something. 
But I got some other bullshit for y'all that we're going to talk about. I'm going to get this shit off my chest about this fat bitch named Kim Burrell. Y'all know her. Did you hear Yo. what she recently <laughs> said recently? Who, no. who, is, who is Kim Burrell? Kim Burrell is this gospel artist. She's supposed to be an ordained minister, but like she has a really like a really nice voice. She is gifted. God gave her a gift that p- people can't deny. But she is an artist that um recently, not even recently, Kim Burrell has been on some bullshit, but I want y'all to see what she recently did. Hands when I say thanks. Thank you. It's a solo. God's using me. Don't sing with me right now. Lord, I'm singing alone now. You. Ma'am, ma'am with that mask. Let that mask work for you. I'm singing alone. Lord, I'll be back. No, I'll call on you when I'm ready. Thank you. When I say thank you. You know, we're on a petty wave today. I'm hollering. I don't even understand how this woman is still considered a minister of the Lord. She is nasty. She's evil. Um, To me, she can barely be called a human being. It's been so many times, especially since she's gone back to being a host. You should have seen how she used to speak to and degrade and talk to the people who were um, trying to become the next Sunday best. The, the fact that she is still booked and busy says a lot about these so-called Christians. And see, this is why I'm so disappointed in Lil Nas X for apologizing about his artwork. Now, she did, she did uh, have a response to what took place because, of course, she had a lot of backlash about it. And this is what she had to say. What a mighty happy new year, everybody. When I tell you. The year has started just the way we needed it to do. So here is the narrative. I'm in the middle of ministry and you know how you close out a sermon and I'm singing, thank you, Lord. I'm thinking that I'm singing a solo and you always got that one, that one that has to join you. And I heard her y'all and she was singing and I was just going for it. Thank ma'am, because I'm operating in the things of the spirit. Sometimes when I operate publicly, everybody doesn't understand the dispensation of what I operate in. They just see me as Kim the singer who's not being the singer who is not always the singer. I'm the preacher. I'm the person with the gift of the prophetic. But anyway, so I'm sitting there singing and I keep hearing her. And then the man in front of her said, she's trying to tell you, ma'am. So this was somebody who was disconnected in the service, but it was cool. But if you go further into the video, you're going to see what happened. I pulled her up and then she went to dancing. What a time we had. I want to tell everybody COVID is starting to rise again. Just like I told her, let that mask work for you. I have never met somebody so full of shit. Kim, 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 just because you have been blessed by God, it does not mean you get to belittle or look down upon others who are trying to get their taste of worship. How dare you tell that woman that she cannot partake in worship? You're lucky it was not me because you would have gotten a slick ass comeback. And yes, bitch, funky, fat, and stink would have been a few of the words that I would have used for your ass. Because you see, you are not of the Lord. You are a devil in sheep's clothing. And you deserve to be cast out. And then you had the nerve to come on social media and lie. Talking about you were just advising her that COVID is still alive and well. And you're telling her that to let the mask work. No, bitch. We know that you were telling her to cover her mouth and stop singing. That's trashy. 
at least be honest with yourself. And it's sad because the people who listen to you and work with you, they don't hold you accountable for your foul actions. Oh, and I know how you feel, how you truly feel about the LGBT community too. And we gonna watch your ass in a cell in hell. In hell. And whether or not we're sitting next to you or looking down on you, I'm telling you, you will not make the pearly ones. Now, how do you guys? Oh, and by the way, my cousin, my cousin said that all your wigs look like they came out of a dryer before you put them on. Oh, no. Now, how do you guys feel about what's going on? No. (laughs) Shout out to Raymond. Shout out to Raymond. (laughs) I never really looked at the wigs that hard, but when he said that, I was like, you know what they do? Like, washer and dryer ran through. Well, you know, recently Instagram says that's the way to catch a rich white man. But um, anyway, um, <laughs> hey, um, I think that anybody that grew up in the church knows that worship is open call for anybody to participate because there's usually a worship leader and they want people to follow in worship. And it makes me really think that this lady where she was saying she was disconnected from the sermon, she was probably locked in on her worship. Right. She was feeling the spirit. Kim inspired her to feel something, and she was singing along. She was not talking to Kim. She was talking to God, and you interrupted her moment. And that's how you know you don't even know what the spirit is. You're going to talk oh about I was in the spirit. How do you no, know? you weren't. Exactly. Because the spirit would have said, come through and join me. The spirit that was an ugly her thing up, to gave do. gave her a mic. Yes. That's ugly to me. That's for, for what church is really supposed to be like. For you to call somebody out and be like, this is a solo that's sitting in the audience twice. So you pause your worship of the Holy Spirit to go call somebody else out. That that's ugly to me. I just I just don't understand it. David, what, what do you think about this bullshit? So I don't I don't know the whole backstory of uh of like Kim Burrell and stuff. So I'm solely based off of that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she, nah, it was definitely, uh, aggressive, uh, like, shame, I don't think she really, like, was, I don't think this lady was, like, that close to her, for her to really, like, go off on her like that, I don't know if, and then again, I don't know if it's, like, a personal thing, uh, I don't know if it was just, you know what I'm saying, she was just in her bag and she was like i don't want you know what i'm saying i'm just trying to sing right now i'm not asking for no backup singers because like house of worship i feel like well so let me ask you this right have you you've been in the uh what what were we called the choir in high school what was that music the music department i i know yes, you've been, i was in it all four years so i know you i know you was there was some situations where you had to be like you looked at somebody as like, listen, I'm gonna need you just to hum this. Okay. Cause you're uh, not gonna that. Not in the house of worship. See, it's a difference when you're in a choir that is 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 whose duty is to perform. Right? We're we would never, we were almost never performing in a church. And if we were performing in a and, and actually performing gospel music, David, we didn't always do gospel music. A lot of our music was secular. That's true. And, and so if we were performing in a church and somebody got up and started singing with us, that actually makes us people who are actually thing. spiritual. That makes yeah. you happy, lively, and it, it makes you sing louder. 
-hmm. It puts you in more of a spirit. Only a devil would look at somebody who gets up in worship and deny them worship. Yeah, no, that was definitely really aggressive. Like that's what I'm saying. Does she know this person? Like this, she, this now you, person? you don't know somebody you call ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> you 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 call your mama ma'am. You call your cousin ma'am. You be like Morgan. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like, like you do that if you were being like you were joking with somebody. Like this is a solo. Cut it out. Like that's how you talk to your friends because it's so ridiculous for you to do that in real life. Right. Right. And it's always in a joking matter. You know, I'm just tired of the false prophets. You know, I'm, I'm really tired of the false prophets. Speaking of false prophets, there was another so-called minister. We're going to call these ministers out named Juanita Bynum. Listen to this bitch. <laughs> Brothers, we wearing our pants too tight. Them, them, them little bitty suits is worrying me. Them ones that's high waters is cut all up in here till, till we can count how many you got down there. Something is wrong. Little jackets that's too little look like you just put on little Ray Ray's clothes or something and came to church. I'm not hearing y'all talk to me. To the point even your little dance scare me. The way you shout scare me. Your knees too close to be a man. Oh, I'm not getting nobody to talk to me right now. Maybe I got to look down here on the monitor because let me get get, get tipping when you shout. Open up your legs and shout like a man. Y'all better come over here and say something. Y'all up here shout like girls and the women shout like dudes. Uh, 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 close your legs up, you a woman. Where was our difference? The Bible said put a difference. A really? For the for the record, uh, for the fellows out there, I love me a little bitty suit. Keep keep doing your thing. The the fitted look is a good look. But what 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 was her message here? What, what was the her fuck inspiration? Was you saying? And I had to stop her when she said the Bible say. Don't no, don't don't even do that. You're really doing some self prophetic shit here. Yeah. And to right. me, also to to judge again, one of the reasons why the church is losing young people, to judge the way people come in dressed because you can't appreciate the fashion, and to judge the way people are praising because you're too busy looking at how they're moving and what they're wearing, lets me know your head isn't in the right space to be leading worship and uh -huh. telling anybody the word. Uh huh. Uh huh. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about that judgment. Published July 18th, 2012, evangelist Juanita Bynum admits to lesbian relationship. We have the audio, oh. but we're not even going to pay the audio. You appeared on an Atlanta radio uh, show with the host Frank Ski. Um, it was called their daily inspirational vitamin. And you said uh, you, you, you said um, you admitted to having a lesbian relationship in your past. You said, quote, I've been there. And I've done it all. You said, I've done the drugs. I've been with men. I've been with women. And Ski was shocked. He interrupted you mid-sentence asking, are you serious? You said, every bit of it. It's my life. That abuse that I've suffered was because I attracted after my own kind. That abuse was already sitting in me. 
call it whatever the fuck you want to call it, you are a hypocrite to sit up there and judge women and men for whatever they're going through. And then to sit up there and call yourself a pastor, an evangelist, these are the reasons, like Morgan just said, people don't come up in no goddamn church. Because I would have cursed you the fuck out mid, mid-sermon, whatever you thought you were saying. Probably had a few fights with a few people up in your church, too. And this is exactly why little Nas X should have never apologized to not one Christian. That, mm, mm. Those are the kind of churches where I decide it's time for me to go. The, hypo- the, the hypocrisy is too real. That was personal for her. Now I get why she spent so much time on it. Because she's feeling some type of way. It, it really... It, that puts a lot of context into things. Because I often think the people that go the hardest have something to hide. And they're dealing with something. But live and let live. I don't understand. Live and let live. If you really want, if you want to go out there and you want to talk about homosexual relations being a sin, if that's the route we're going to go, then tell me why that group of sinners is so much more important to you than every other one. Because the way black churches go in on the gay mm. community is a little bit ridiculous. Well, I, I want to do another shout out to Raymond because I think this this minister, an actual minister of the Lord, she says it best. Take a listen to this. As a, if you're prejudiced, just say you're prejudiced. If you're a sexist, say you're sexist. If you're a racist, say you're a racist. If you're homophobic, say you're homophobic. Stop using your spirituality. He shifts the power paradigm. He rejected oppressive structures. He advocated for a kingdom where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. <laughs> truth of the matter is we don't want to be like Pilate, but we really are. The truth of the matter is we want to stand up for justice, but we get scared. The truth of the matter is, is that we want to let Jesus go free, but we are worried about political expediency. We're worried about being put out. We're worried about being talked about. We're worried about being ostracized. Pilate reminds us that ergament day, we are called to answer the question, what will you do with Jesus? Because there are lots of folk who claim to follow Jesus, but their ideals and their ideology and their practices and their conduct and behavior are antithetical to the Jesus who was tried before Pilate. The Jesus who stood before Pilate spoke, stroke, spoke truth to power. The Jesus who stood before Pilate confronted religious leaders and Roman leaders. The Jesus who stood before Pilate was not silent in the face of oppression. The Jesus who stood before Pilate preached good news to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind and letting the oppressed, oppressed go free and declaring the fear of God's favor. These were the building blocks of Jesus' politics. The Jesus who stood before Pilate treated everybody as equals. Dr. Aubrey Hendricks would say he treated the people's needs as holy, treating people with dignity and recognizing the dignity of every human being, healing the sick, casting out demons, forgiving sin, feeding the hungry, raising the dead. The Jesus who stood before Pilate identified with the disinherited and the disenfranchised and the marginalized and the people whose backs are against the wall. The Jesus who stood before Pilate in the words of Dr. Lisa Thompson, privileged the existence of women identified with the physical human experience and suffered with the least of us. Pilate said, what then? 
shall I do with Jesus? I, listen, that's a mic drop. Now, I felt that. That's I felt a, that in my spirit. That sounded like preaching. Drop. That was a preach, right? And what, the best thing she said was stop using your spirituality to justify your prejudices. Yeah. Just stand in it. Yep. Stand in it. You would look better if you just stood in it. Because that's, that's a not preacher. what Jesus was about. That's the that's the first time in a long time I actually heard someone talk about what Jesus was about because Christians are not always following Christ Christ's preaching. That's right. They've kind of become their own entity, uh, which is why I always like to separate when people are talking about how Christianity. I'm like, are we talking about the religion or the actual faith? Because that that's not what Jesus said. A man said that. What was her name? I liked her. <clears throat> I have to look her up. I will send her to you. Hold on. Let me see if I can get it right, real quick. David, you're pretty quiet. Nah, this shit is just wild as hell. <laughs> Doc, the Reverend Dr. Gina Stewart. Okay. First woman uh, to preach at the National Baptist Church. Oh, National Baptist Convention. So let's take it back to Ohio. So a black woman in Ohio who was charged after having a miscarriage in her bathroom toilet last year uh, says she does not want any other woman to go through what I had to go through. Brittany Watts, 34, spoke with CBS Morning in her first interview following her September arrest. Authorities got involved after a hospital nurse who consoled Watts when she thought when she sought medical help called police. Uh, on September 19th, uh, Brittany Watts was 21 weeks and five days pregnant when she noticed an uncomfortable uh, fluid leaking from her. Her OB, uh, her OBGYN told Watts that her pregnancy was non-viable, according to reports. Uh, Watts then transported by ambulance to Mercy Health St. Joseph Warren Hospital in Ohio, where she waited hours for the doctors to come in or call. Uh, I kept asking whoever would come in to check my vitals. I said, have you heard anything? And they were like, oh, well, we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Watts waited at least eight hours before deciding to leave the hospital uh, against medical advice, according to medical records. The hospital reports also state Watts understood her risk of complications, including hemorrhage uh, or death. Watts returned to the hospital the next day to get a labor induction. She waited for 11 hours, she said, but never uh, induced and opted to go home. I felt frustrated, Watts said. I felt ignored. Watts' case was referred to Mercy Health's Ethics Committee that uh, that day after staffs reported concerns with Watts using words of words of abortion when discussing the next steps to her care, according to medical records. Uh, in Ohio, abortions after 22 weeks into a pregnancy are banned with the exceptions to uh, life-saving care. Uh, while waiting on a decision about an induction on September tw uh, 20th, Watts said she was worried about her own health. 
she miscarried two days after leaving the hospital for a second time. Uh, upon arriving at the hospital a third time in the middle of her miscarriage, Watts said a nurse reassured her that everything is going to be okay. Meanwhile, that nurse, whom the hospital has not identified, called the police in a 911 call with dispatches shared by uh, CBS News. The nurse said Watts did not want to look at the fetus. She also agreed Watts didn't want the baby and she didn't and she didn't look, according to the 911 audio. Watts wow. said, however, this was not true. I said I did not want to look, Watts said on Friday. I have never said I didn't want my baby. I would never have said something like that. It just makes me angry that somebody would put those types of words in my mouth to make me to make me seem so callous and so hateful. Police arrested her days later on charges of abuse of a corpse under a state law that punishes those who treat human corpses in a way that a person knows would be outraged, uh, reasonable family or sensible or community sensibilities. The fifth degree felony charge is punishable by up to one year in prison and a fine up to $2,500. An Ohio grand jury decided uh, on January 11th that Watts would not be indicted uh, in a statement from the prosecutor's office. Dennis Watkins said Watts did not violate the Ohio criminal statute. Uh, Watts' attorney said uh, as a young unmarried black woman that did not comply with their orders to keep waiting. The hospital added she weaponized the police. Uh, Watts said she believed her race played a role in why she was charged. She also said that there are no regulations explaining what women like herself should do in a situation she experienced. Uh, today, Watts said she's she is motivated that change that charges have been dropped and is advocating for change in law for women who experience miscarriages. As the old saying goes, history repeats itself. Watts said, I don't want it to happen in this case. Okay. How so, so she had gone to the hospital before she ended up having the miscarriage? Yeah, so she went to the hospital the first time when she had the leakage. She wanted to get checked out. No one said anything. She went back the next day. Uh, and then no one showed up the next day. And then she had the miscarriage uh, after that. And when she went to the hospital, someone called the cops on her. So when she went back the third time, right, uh, to get the induction, uh, that's when the nurse called the cops on her. This sounds like a lawsuit. I hope she sues. Because it sounds like she went through a traumatic event that they just made even more traumatic. Yeah, well, yeah. Is the and state... the hospital didn't deny that she was waiting this long. So, like, she was she was there for hours, just sitting there. It's really sad. Um, this is why, again, it's important to get the right president right. Let's go all the way up to your who you vote for as president of the United States, because the person who is the president of the United States gets to pick 
single-handedly pick the next Supreme Court justices who get to be on that Supreme Court for the rest of their life, right? And they're going to make the decisions that directly affect situations like this happening to this woman. Yeah. And even on a smaller scale, like, this also affects because they made it go by by your state so now they they went all the way up to the top and said you know what we're not gonna let one person control it we're gonna let it go by your state so even like your state senators your your congress people like these are the people people the, the lower people that you're voting for are also having a, a big part in this absolutely people have to realize that there's not an election every four years there's an election every two years mm-hmm. yeah local counts Yes. Local counts. And what makes me even more sad about this whole situation is that they tried to also shame her about potentially trying to make the narrative that she didn't want her baby. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case with her. But even if it was, you're here to provide medical care and it's none of your business. Right. And it's supposed to be, I thought the, the medical care was supposed to be confidential. Yeah. Um. Well, I, it sounds like since in Ohio, it's illegal to have an abortion beyond 22 weeks. That nurse called the police because she could it's say justifiably she was doing something illegal. Right. But that's the part, like, that's kind of crazy. That that added on to it. Like, it doesn't seem like this was the case with this woman. She wanted this baby. But if at 30 weeks you decide, in 25 weeks you decide, like, I'm good. I think that it's their responsibility to talk about the health um concerns mm-hmm. with you make sure you're of sound mind and body to be making a decision mm-hmm. and then do what you ask them to do that's crazy that you're now you're now battling whatever's going on with your body potentially trying to keep a baby that is not trying to keep in your body and somebody calling the cops to just add to all of this situation that this lady's this is this woman's the child's body fell out into the toilet, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And now and then they called the cops on her. Like I can only imagine what she was going through emotionally. The trauma, right? So she, you're right. She can sue on PTSD alone. I hope she does. Because if we're suing for Red Bull, gives you wings. Good. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> this actually seems worthy of somebody's time. And I'm glad that, um, but she the charges were dropped, right? So now she's done with this. Right, yes. Yes, so I'm glad that she's definitely done with the situation. Um, but, like, definitely take the next steps, girl. Get your money. Yeah, do that. Definitely, definitely be a voice for the next person trying to, like, change these laws for sure. Yes, yes. And and now before we wrap up, do we have any black excellence this week? Uh well, yes. So we do have uh Miss Erin Jackson, uh a Florida native, uh an Olympic gold medalist who won gold this weekend at the 2023 Pan American Games held in Chile. Uh, this victory came just days after becoming a national champion in speed skating uh, at the long track U.S. championship in Milwaukee. Uh, so Aaron Jackson 
she's she's known for her inline skates. Uh, she's always she always been really good doing inline skating. Uh, but in 2016, she transitioned to uh, speed skating on ice. Uh, and then and shortly after that, she qualified for the 2018 Winter Olympics with only four months of experience in speed skating on ice. Yeah. So shout outs to her. Shout out to the person she beat because I'd be mad as hell. Yeah, four months. And I she bet you the got person here. She, I bet you the person she beat been practicing since two <laughs> years old. Years. I mean, shout out Aaron. Um, that's that's talk about raw talent. Talk about wow. black power. That's black excellence for real. And this is and this is why they hate us because we are just naturally the talent. Yeah, this is insane. Aaron is about to make a name for herself as the next Olympian. Yes, I'm here for it. And you know she about to uh she about to wipe everybody out out the water. I'm 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 praying for that. I'm giving that right. She's a American team, right? Yep. Yes, she's about to bring it home. I'm excited about the Winter Olympic Olympics with her in it now. And when is the Winter Olympics supposed to be? Oh, that's a good question. I know that's sports, so you know I wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Twenty twenty six. Oh wow! Oh, so she, oh she gonna have another two years to. Pr- it's over for y'all. No, yeah, she got. <laughs> I know she wait. She did it four months. You give her twenty four months. It's not. This is. It's over. It's, it's over. It's crazy. <laughs> No, everybody else just needs to get ready to lose. <laughs> right, just get ready to lose. Right, just lose, Ooh. lose gracefully. That's that's what y'all should be prepping for. Prep on what your face gonna look like, what your speech gonna be. You know, what does it look like to be yes. in that second and third place? I was gonna say, is you standing still <laughs> said or in bronze? <laughs> oh, I'd be right. sweating right now. <laughs> Oh man, this is so wonderful! But I hope that we get to do like more black excellence um, every week. You know, get get something that we put out there, shine some light on what we got going on. Uh, we really are the powerhouse. We are that people, and if we just realized that and and came together with that, it, you you wouldn't be able to imagine what we could do. But that does wrap up today's uh, hot talks. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the. First man ever to be executed using nitrogen gas. Okay. Some people are saying that it is cruel and unusual punishment. Some people are saying they don't really see anything wrong wrong with it. So we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Talk about the history of executions in America, you know, and what we all think about it. Uh, Morgan and Guru, what do you guys have planned for the rest of the week? Uh, Just getting some work done. Uh, Finally finished up. Uh, getting people's W twos together, so it's about that time people start filing. So, getting ready for that. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I will also be getting my W twos together because that will be dictating how many trips I go on this summer. <laughs> and going to dinner with some friends tomorrow night at this uh soul food Caribbean food hybrid restaurant in Linden mm. called Blended Flavors. So I'm excited about that. It's the first time I'm trying them out. 
We're gonna be getting the review is what I'm hearing. Oh, I'll be I'll be back with reviews. It's black owned. So yes. I will be back. Oh yes, definitely let us know because I'll definitely be up there next week. <laughs> it's given buffet today, but it depends on what my significant other says. I'm down for a buffet too. Yes. I love it on Sundays because it's dinner all day. I don't have to wait till after three thirty for my crabs <laughs> and my shrimp. <laughs> All right, castmates, we'll see y'all tomorrow. It's been real.